This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. so much Charm Flair Auto Services for powering our 8 o'clock news break. Thank you so much Charm Flair Auto. Alright, give them a call. 662-6545 Right over there, Carry Brewery. Can't miss them. Anything to do with your car. They do fleet management as well. Tons of access. They have it all. They have it all. They do it all. That's it. Pretty much it. Alright. Competent mechanics as well. So give them a call. As I said, 662-6545. All right, that's their number. All right, and they're open now, so you can give them a ding-a-ling. All right, let's take a look what's happening traffic-wise. I'm just not going to tell you anything because East-West Corridor is chock-a-block. You're coming out of Maraval or a Dago, chock-a-block. Go down the back by Long Ticket Mall, chock-a-block. All right. Uh, leaving uh, Roy Stonia, heading towards Calcutta, number three, the Cheese Village. Yep, chock-a-blood. Solo is not too bad, San Fernando has uh, eased up a little bit, but not much. Usual route. Solo has eased up there. You're going to get traffic from Shaguanas heading northbound, all right? So there you go. Get in on the Valencia stretch. You got some traffic there as well. All right, going to get a quick break. Be right back. The Diamond Jubilee Calypso Monarch. Our 60th Independence Celebrations continue with the Diamond Jubilee Calypso Monarch Competition. Come out and see TNT's Calypso Heavyweights vie for the grand prize of $200,000. Look out for preliminary action on September 10th at NCC's VIP Lounge, Queens, Park, Savannah. The semifinals on September 17th at Naparima Bowl, San Fernando. And the finals on September 25th at the Grandstand. Queen's Box Savannah. Who will take the crown of the Diamond Jubilee Calypso Monarch? For more info, contact the Tuco Head Office at 623-9660 or follow us at Forging Forward TT on Facebook and Instagram. The Diamond Jubilee Calypso Monarch. Do you need to get work done on your vehicle? Look no further than the Auto Champions. Champlain Auto Services, from vehicle inspection to shutdown service, they do it all. Champlain Auto Services, great mechanics and technicians, exceptional customer service with accessories galore. Champlain Auto Services is your one-stop shop. They are your auto champions. You name it, they can fix it. Champlain Auto Services, Eastern Main Road, opposite Carib. Call 662-6545 and like us on Facebook. Champlain Auto Services, we do it all.
sunshine in a dripping sweat Thunderstorm and a soaking wet They say Mr. Fett you're mad And I say Mr. Fett you're mad I come here to get on bad Fetting is we name We don't play We go in night and day No Fett can tie our way We come in again Every day We full of energy This Fett they call in the way Like that is we name Don't care if I whine on you song I thought I was telling you that you should have seen on camera just now. I think he needs to get a new chair. He was wheeling up the waist. He was indeed. I thought I'd let you all know that. He thinks he can whine and dance and go low, but no, 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 no. No, no, no. All right, guys, you're back in. Yeah. So let us call Mr. Morris now. In his rename. For those who didn't hear yesterday, big up to Marshall Montana. Congratulations on 40 years of amazing artistry. I much expect uh, Marshall on Monday next year to be uh, in the similar vein, celebrating his 40th, 40th anniversary in the industry. I thought he stopped Marshall Monday. Well, he have Marshall something. All right, well, gentlemen, I do have Mr. Uh, Kelvin Morris. Recording in progress. Uh, good morning to you, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, sir. And it's Kelvon. Kelvon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I get that from, you know. In my brain, I tell <laughs> but you. But thanks so much. Kelvin before me. Well, so. there you go. Thanks so much for the correction. I have to change it on my no, phone, but thank you. You're quite fine. All right. Of course, we have uh, Paul Richards. He's on. And I have uh, Richard Ragubarasing also with me. Hi, Paul. And hi, Richard. How are you all doing? We're good, Mr. Morris. How are you today? I'm quite fine. Blessed and highly favored by the Almighty. Well, have you had sight of Mr. Duke's post regarding 27 Tobagonians who seem to be having some challenges in new york um yes i i i have cited the post which has me quite confused <laughs> to be quite what honest. is it have you confused um well well in this instance what we have is a, a member no no um less than the deputy chief secretary calling out his own administration on what seems to be a situation where 27 Tobagonians um, were sent to New York um, without, you know, the proper um, financial support. 
And this just reminds me of um, an African proverb that says, when elephants fight, it is a grass that suffers. So while Mr. Duke has chosen to speak out about the challenges of this, um, these 27 Tobagonians on a trip to New York, but Mr. Duke is complicit in facilitating the injustice to over um, 200 Tobagonians right here in Tobago, where this administration has terminated the employment. And this has happened in less than a year, but Mr. Duke said nothing. And there are persons, hundreds of Tobagonians who are complaining that they can't have basic social support, even to, during the return of schools, persons who would usually receive support from the, the Division of Education to buy books and uniforms and that kind of thing. They said it was the most difficult period for them and it was the most difficult time they ever had in accessing this kind of support. So, of course, I am confused that on in this occasion, Mr. Duke would choose to speak out against his administration when there are more serious issues right here in Tobago that he should be calling them out on. But I'm not surprised at all. Well, well to be fair, Mr. Duke can focus on other issues and this at the same time. Had you had information about these 27 Tobagonians going to Tobago and any arrangement with the teacher before this? No, well, well, this is one thing we have always been calling the administration and um, really having a challenge because you would recognize that a number of officials go out on trips. As we speak, we are still waiting on a report from Mr. Duke about the Dubai trip. And then you notice he would have been in New York where he went on this trip, um, sort of diaspora investment um, trip before this one. And only to recognize that there was another trip again. So there's a lot of overseas traveling, but the people of Tobago are left, uh, we are left in the dark. And it's only because a situation now that has embarrassed the administration would have occurred. And that is how we, we, we are hearing about this. But what is quite... So, so you had no official information about it before from your no, office there was, in there the was assembly? No, there was no official information as to the assembly supporting this group. And as I said, so it's only because we have the challenges that we are now aware. But what is, what is quite interesting, and uh, I hope people pay close attention, is that the PDP constitutionally is due an election perhaps within the next month or so. That is constitutionally. Of course, we know the PDP has a political leader and they also have a chief secretary. And what I see this is, is an opportunity. Mr. Duke is clearly sending a message to someone using the unfortunate um, situation of these people. So I, 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 it leaves me quite confused. But as you know, people say, sometimes you just have to drink your water and mind your business. And I'm simply mining Tobago business at this time. But, but you, didn't, you didn't drink your water and mind your business. Do you take a good job there? <laughs> so, so, Mr. That's Morris, is it? Is it, is, it. <laughs> so, Mr. Morris, just for clarity for our listeners and for my own perspective, the issue of those 27 Tobagonians who travel for whatever cultural purpose, that did not come up before the, the, the Tobago House of Assembly for approval in terms of funding? No, well, I would not have those details because, remember, these things come through the Executive Council, of which I am not a part. So um, perhaps they would have dealt with it as an executive council. So they would have the details, and it's important now that the chief secretary explain to the people of Tobago and Trinidad and Tobago as to exactly what level of funding the, the Tobago House of Assembly would have committed itself to. So, and we can have clarity as to exactly what was the responsibility of the assembly and what was the responsibility of the group itself. Um, so I think it is important, now that this has been brought to the public attention, that Mr. Um, Augustine, the chief secretary, bring some clarity to us, to all of us, as to what would have been the commitment and whether the THA would have... Um, uphold their side of the commitment based on... But in the structure, would Mr. Duke be part of that, that executive council who discussed this or who would have approved this? 
So this is what, why I'm confused, and this is why I believe Mr. Duke is sending a message and letting, perhaps, trying to tell us more than what he's not telling us. Because as you rightfully asked the question, if he's part of the executive, then there's collective responsibility. And therefore, it's quite confusing if there's collective responsibility and you would have been part of a decision. Um, why are you now speaking out against the decision? So um, I think what is important at this time is that our chief secretary responds and brings some clarity to this situation. Does your office have authority to make official inquiries as to the status of this? Well, we do. By law, we have the Assembly Legislature where we um, have the questions, where we can pose questions to relevant secretaries and assistant secretaries, etc. The challenge with that is that it's um, usually once per month and there's a duration to file. So because this would have happened um, in a period where the September questions are already due, it would have to be um, tabled at the next sitting, which would be in October. You don't have facilities like the, the House and the Senate for, for, for urgent questions? Um, it is Urgent is considered something um, like basically of national importance, a uh, 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 sort of disaster happening somewhere, and you need that kind of urgent attention, but not in terms of of something like this. This would not so this wouldn't qualify. Yeah, it won't it won't qualify. Have you uh since having this information coming to you reached out to get more information to see what you can do? Well um I'm still trying to as I said I only saw this uh, this morning so I'm now trying to understand who is this cultural group um, who is the leader and so forth so that we can have a contact and just get the relevant information because, um, as I said, this is the first time uh, for many, most Tobagonians that we are um, aware that a group was um, approved and sent to New York to represent Tobago. So I need to understand what is the relationship because, you know, sometimes groups may take it up on their own and uh, they would just seek some funding out. So it's to find out whether it's a THA-approved initiative or it was just a simply a group, you know, seeking funding, perhaps didn't get the kind of funding that was agreed upon also. So, so there's a lot still. And that's why I'm saying it's important that the Chief Secretary himself um, really address this matter urgently so that we all can be comforted as to what was the arrangement. Interesting, yeah, I mean, because his deputy has thrown, and I use the term guardedly, the gauntlet at him to provide some answers and uh, in terms of the policy decision that led to this. So it's kind of curious, a curious development, let me put it that way. Yes, it's quite, that's what I'm saying, I'm quite confused. Um, that, that, that was my initial reaction when I saw the video, and I remain confused, so I hope that the Chief Secretary, I'm sure uh, many Tobagonians are confused at this time. So I hope that he will really address this matter um, frontally and bring clarity so that um, we all can be comforted that um, our Tobagonians, you know, weren't left, you know, in the dark, as, as Mr. Duke would have put it. Now, let's kind of widen the discussion, if you, if you will, agree uh what's it been like for you being the lone people's national movement person in the assembly at this point which is uh an unusual dynamic to see the least <laughs> past the the nar days etc uh when uh the pnm had been the, has been the primary uh leader of the assembly for many decades in, in tobago what's it been like for you well it, it has been quite um challenging you know um i'm quite new to the politics and, uh, of course, to uh, be the lone person at the same time, it is something that you, 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 it's a quick learning curve for me. And, uh, therefore, but the good thing about being part of the People's National Movement is that we have not been in this position. Um, this is not a position that we are unfamiliar with. Um, as you know, in Tobago, we would have had William McKenzie carrying the 
PNM's banner for almost 20 years um, by himself, and we were able to um, over t- um, to win in 2001 um, based on Mr. Mr. William Mackenzie being there holding the People's National Movement banner and carrying it quite um, with with a level of distinction. So I am hoping to emulate Mr. William Mackenzie. I'm also reminded of Mr. Manning during the 33 as well, where he was able to quickly pull the People's National Movement back together, doing the kind of um, underground interactions, you know, going from constituency to constituency and keeping the party very relevant. And this is what I intend to do in Tobago. We've been really... um, getting a ground approach um, back to how we treat with the business of representation and governance. And uh, when I speak, I speak from a perspective of the people because I'm there with them understanding the issues. And it, that makes it very, in a sense, very easy for me to articulate positions because when I speak, it's really the issues of the people I'm speaking to. Is that an, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but is that an indication that some sort of analysis has been done as to why the drastic reversal of fortunes of the PNM in Tobago with the 14, uh, with, with the 14, the, the, the last election result and, uh, and some sort of identification of a disconnect uh, may have been unearthed? Well, of course, we as a party, we have been doing the introspection, the reflection and uh, the, um, what we recognize, yes, the people would have articulated that over time, you know, um, the kind of communication and the kind of people-centered representation, perhaps um, over time they felt that there was a disconnect. And uh, therefore, it is important that we reconnect with um, the people of Tobago. And this is what we are seeking to do at this time. Um, uh, of course, you know, we have our political leader and a new executive, and we're all working together to ensure that, you know, people understand and people are appreciating what the PNM would have brought to the table in terms of stability, in terms of development, and in terms of uh, a policy that is really grounded in, in a strategic plan. So, so there's a lot of buyer's remorse in Tobago at this time. A lot of people are saying clearly and that, you know, that they, 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 they're feeling the effects of, of the change in terms of the negative effects of the change. And they are at this point in time very disappointed and regretful. Well, that's easy for some for a party that lost drastically to say after the fact. Uh, so what is the empirical evidence to support that this buyer's remorse uh, paradigm that you're articulating is as pervasive or is pervasive enough to if an election, will, the, the next election is, is called in the House of Assembly, that the PNM may see a return to some sort of stronger representation in the Assembly? Because right now it's only lonesome you. Well, well, definitely, but what you're seeing, as I said, in terms of the empirical data, on social media, almost on a daily basis, the PDPs, some of their main activists, are the ones that are most critical. And this last outburst by even the Deputy Chief Secretary further solidifies my own interpretation as to how disappointed persons are at this time. So you think there's a lot of discontent at this point? Uh, and and Mr. Duke's utterances is tantamount to that. He, he is, isn't he the political leader of the PDP? He is the political leader of the PDP. It means that... This position. is a curious development, to say the least. The political leader of the PDP, which is the ruling party in Tobago in the Assembly has come out asking the decision and policy makers to make a statement. And I mean, some people may say it's minor, but I don't think it's minor. It's, it's indicative of what may be some, some, something deeper 
about some sort of issue within the assembly itself or at least within the party yes no no you you're correct and uh, so that's why i'm saying um all is not well but at the same time i'm i am focused on really the business of the people of Tobago and not so much what is the internal wranglings and uh, disharmony in the PDP at this time. So we continue to remain an, a, a credible alternative. We are doing all the hard work in the back to ensure that we are ready and prepared um, for that next opportunity to provide an option to the people of Tobago that says that here is a more stable, a more organized, and a more um, people-centered um, 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 administration that is ready to, to take Tobago's, that understands what is required to take Tobago's development to the next level. Now, budget is coming up. The Minister of Finance has announced the, the date for the next budget. The, the interesting thing is that the central government is PNM, but the administration in the Assembly is led by the PDP resoundingly. Uh, what do you expect? There's, there, there's a legal uh, lower point that must be adhered to for uh, the budgetary allocation to Tobago. What is going to be important in this budget for Tobago, in your opinion? Well, well, of course, um, as you mentioned, we expect that um, more than likely we will get the um, the minimum of the what is usually given, which is about four point zero three percent, and which would um, be about two billion dollars. And of course, most of that goes into recurrent, and uh, we are left with about three hundred or four hundred million dollars or so for Tobago's development. And therefore, we have a number of issues. Um, you have young professionals indicating that they need more housing solutions, more housing opportunities. Um, but most importantly for Tobago at this time you know, is us really reviving our tourism sector. Because if we are able to get our tourism sector going again, then the kind of um, development that we require in the private sector I think we can do that through both tourism and agriculture. Of course, the, the nation and the Caribbean region as, as a whole um, have recommitted um, our need to have food security. And, uh, and therefore, agriculture and tourism are, um, are those two interlocking um, sectors along with our culture, especially um, those in the creative sec sector. That would really be able to boost Tobago economy outside of what is given um, by the government. So, because we need to start generating revenue right here in Tobago. Do you expect any major announcement of major developmental projects? Minister Brian Manning, uh, Minister, Minister of Finance, spoke to us yesterday. And he said, expect in his budget some serious investment in infrastructural projects that will uh, stimulate growth in the economy. Uh, have you heard of or do you expect any of those projects to end up in Tobago as announced? Well, well, we have some critical projects already in train. As you know, the airport project, that is a, that is a game changer in my view. And of course, Tobago, in terms of our tourism development going forward, we require some 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 product development. Um, so, and when we speak to product development, we are talking especially to, to accommodation because accommodation, airport and uh, airlines, um, they also require as a complement um, the relevant quality rooms. And uh, Tobago, you know, um, it's quite short on quality rooms. So, I, I won't be surprised as um, we know that there's a Marriott project, and I won't be surprised if we hear of other, other projects of that nature coming on board. And uh, you know that we, we have been talking about a marina for the longest. So I won't be too surprised if I, if I hear direct and clear initiatives to bring those type of projects on board in Tobago. Mr. Morris, thank you for being with us this morning. We appreciate your time, particularly on short notice, and your contribution. Yeah. Not a problem. Thank you all for having me.
All right. Thank you so much. All the best. Have a great day. You too. Recording stopped. All right. Mr. Kelvin Morris, the teacher. Kelvin. Yeah. Kelvin, as he said. All right. 35 minutes after the RFR. Eight o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us on the Power Breakfast Show. It is the third hour. Of course, Richard Ragbar is saying he's in. Paul Richard oh, he's there? Okay. and myself. He's uh, yeah, he's there. Okay. He, I think when he fell dancing to Mr. Fett by Marshall Montano, it broke him a little bit. Yeah, he's going to get quiet here. Yeah, I know. Those bones. <laughs> Ragu? Yeah, he's going to get quiet. He did, eh? Yeah, he did. Yeah, quiet. Uh, boy, mm. like Baji in a pot. Boy, yeah, boy, long fast, fast on the AG. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's take some of your calls. 222-TALK. That's the number that's working. 222. I did try the 612. It never rang. So we look into that. But 222-8255. And uh, North Americans, toll-free number 866-525-1099. Nothing went there, Stephen. That's the morning to one of the trees boring without Wendell. Gosh. But I call his name to bring a little excitement. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting in that, yes? I'm not getting in that with you all. Of course, Sir Charles, he's up next at 9 o'clock, 3 in mid-mornings, right here on Power 1 and 2 Digital. It's a program called he's Keeping It Real. five minutes, he's sending out some stuff. So we appreciate the update, Mr. Ragabasting. He's working for the people. Oh, he's working for the people? Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. He's working for the people. You trying to get a pencil, paper, printer, internet, anything? No, no, he has resources. No, no, no. He oh. has resources. He has resources. He good. Oh, okay. I was just wondering. He has a lot of resources. So. You should have That's seen. That's why he's efficient. You should have seen AV in here in the 7 o'clock hour. I'll tell you about it after this call. Good morning. Hi, morning, guys. Morning. Good morning. Yes. I'm interested in the view there, but you all have a slight lapse there. I didn't hear the program from the start this morning. I heard you mentioning Mr. Wilson, Mr. Wilson. When came you heard us mention what, sorry? Mr. Wilson, Mr. Wilson, you know, trying to get him on, uh, on the phone, etc. But when he came, actually came on, you all never introduced him as the CNM representative. You all just said he's a member So I'm listening to this interview. I'm trying to get an angle. What angle is coming from me speaking on? It's only at the end I realize when you're the PNM member. Yeah, the THA minority leader. Yeah, minority leader. Yeah, that's why I said in the beginning. Right, but if you see, well, not being in Tobago and doing how they are doing it, when you run I was like, look at all the why is it not speaking? What's the dance? But I like how this is a lot of people. You don't get the context. What, yeah, what he's saying about the people being detailed chanted is totally false. That was the way it was too much for me. And of course, people have issues, but they still have a man around here when they're not taking the way they're getting. So, as you say, I like to say, besides social media, which I get, I know him by a I don't consider social media empirical data. That's why I ask him where's the empirical data to support this statement of this enchantment. Logical to do your followers are your friends, and your friends would normally be the people in the same party. Precisely. But again, it's a long scenario. I'd like to hear what Angela has to say about it. I'm willing to bet you that one thing from Central Government is coming. Stick up to and do that for me. Uh, we don't have the right. best connection with you, but we, we appreciate your call. Yeah, appreciate that, pal. All the best. Good morning, senor. Senor? Yeah, morning again, morning again. Yeah, Mr. I, Patrick. Apologies, when you go in the airport, Jeff Kennedy Airport, and you go to the you don't ask your way then? Before that, when you're checking into the airline here, they need mm-hmm. to get an address. They don't always ask you at the at the immigration desk, but they're sitting here asking me to check into the airline here. What is your intended address while staying in the US? Right, is the question. Just, and just like when the visitors coming in here in the form, you have to follow out what is your intended address while staying in Trinidad and Tobago as a visitor. So yes. Right, so, 
So these 27 people don't have address? Well, have to, be, to be fair, Mr. Patrick, you could get an address from the organizers, and it does not yeah, fit the that you're accustomed to. You and if you don't do your due diligence, you may end up in a basement. You understand? Right. Well, anybody can get the address in this address, but if you don't know the address and do your checks, it may not be up to the standard you want. Right, right, right. Richard, um, I want to go foreign, England, a prime minister. I listened to the, the lady yesterday, and um, she is something just like Boris Johnson. You fine? I find she's something like Boris Johnson. Promises, promises. But, um, well, yeah, yeah. Sure. that's what you have to mean. You know, so I promise you. Yeah. We didn't rush on, lock up the oil in Europe. She said, We will find ourselves in a hard, cold winter. So that'll get money now to put things in place. But so but you have to pay more for energy from alternative sources. So, 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 England in a rough place, but. And place. there are people who, no matter what they do, who they have to provide for now, who, no matter how much money they make, based on their salaries, will not be able to pay for energy and food at the same time. Mm -hmm. Well, what she's saying, the cost of everything will go skyrocket. Yeah, so. I, I, um, right I think they have, a, they have an age package that is projected to help people who fall below a certain economic line to assist them yeah. with their energy costs. Otherwise, they will just freeze to death. But... I don't know that England is a welfare state. I know that. Plenty of people know that. Yeah. I don't know what plenty of people England have real welfare already. There's quite a bit of welfare support, yes. Okay. But I, I don't know that, that makes England a welfare state. All right, all right, all right. Wrong to wrong to wrong to But the partner from New York, yes, but we rate up Marshall, but I like to be rated up Marshall there, boy. He, he, he was in a bathroom. He didn't hear that. Yeah, he was making right. breakfast. All he didn't hear that. They asked the question, how much people have fit in bathroom? 19,000. 19,000 people. Yeah. So we rate up, 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 we rate my someone who traveled recently told me that the airline is still asking for a uh, uh, PCR uh, negative COVID test to enter the United States. But I, I am aware, at least to the best of my knowledge, it's not a requirement in the United States. So who who doing their own thing? Hello. Yeah, where Paul, where Paul disappeared? Where is he? He got bumped off. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a very good question because somebody asked me that. Uh, sorry, could you repeat the question? I was distracted. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, quickly, just ask him quickly about entering the U.S. What are your requirements? Um, I understand the airlines are still asking for um, negative uh, COVID tests. Some airlines. It's not a requirement to enter the United States. No, but the airlines are requiring for their own staff safety. Some airlines are requiring a, a negative COVID test. So if you if you don't choose not to provide the airlines with deny you your flight, or Quite it's not a requirement to enter the United States. Quite possibly, yes. Okay. That's, but but that's... but you flew with JetBlue, Paul. Did they ask you for a negative PT, PCR test? You know, no. They did not. <laughs> Although the travel agent did tell me it's a requirement, I didn't go and read all the, you know, the fine print is getting a headache. Oh, God, yes. The right. travel agent did tell me yes, but it was, when I got to the counter, they didn't ask Nobody for asked any you anything. And yeah, both locations, both here and the U.S.? In both here and the U.S. But they don't ask you in the U.S. Hmm. They don't the ask you in the U.S. They don't ask you but going, but going into Canada, you have to provide a, 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 you have to go onto their website and provide proof of vaccination, and not not a test, a proof of vaccination, mm -hmm. and get a barcode that is scanned and immigrated. I think that's stopped too. I think that's stopped on all two, you know. It's that no, it's not stopped. It didn't stop, but up to two week, week, a week before. Oh, but I know they put out a release that it stopped. So that's well, 
not up to a week before. I want to bring to the headline that the same one thing, but on the ground is the next thing happening. Yeah. Right. Just like the just like the declaration form that the minister talked about on a budget years ago, that they said that would not be happening anymore. But I'm certainly when you came back, you had to fill out a declaration form. Yes, I did. <laughs> so you see, we say one thing on budgets, and yeah. politicians say one thing, but on the ground, something totally different happens. Yeah. I know you, 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 No problem. You don't need a, right. uh, uh, any sort of test to enter Trinidad. It is just really just um, the airline, if they require that or not. That's what I got there. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Uh, morning. Nice show. Just on the clarification, what you all just discussed with vaccine, mm-hmm. is it that you don't need to be vaccinated to enter the United States? Are you saying that? It, it is, no. it's, it's not required. But that, that sounds strange because look at the um, tennis player Djokovic. He denied access to the U.S. But that was a while ago, though. Well, he still can't go now. He didn't well, I don't know he can't go now. I know that was a controversy months ago in yeah. the heat of the pandemic. I, I don't I, know I, that that still applies today. I know he had a problem with Australia. Right, but the States also. That's why he's not there. He's in not the U.S. Open. For the U.S. Yeah. Open. So I think we need to get some clarity from I know the U.S. I think, I think you're right about that. We yeah, need to get some know, clarity. That, that. Right. You do not require a vaccination to go to the United States. I think that they've recently dropped all the requirements, all the COVID requirements. Yeah, you don't require anything. You can just go. Yeah, I, do, I think they dropped all the COVID. That's the last, from my memory, the last thing. Yeah. That's effective when? That had to be, what, last week? Because the U.S. Open only started two weeks ago, and Djokovic wasn't there. If he was able to go without vaccination, he'll have been in competition. So I think we need some clarification, if you all could, please. Uh-huh. I'll do some checks and try to get information on tomorrow. Yeah, you do not require vaccination or proof of vaccination. I think they've dropped all the requirements. Well, well, what is Djokovic's case, then? If you're saying yeah. that, how is it Djokovic is denied to play the U.S. Open? Because I cannot answer that maybe, question. Maybe, it's maybe Djokovic has open. other immigration issues why they're not allowing or him maybe in. maybe it's a requirement well, for the U.S. Open. We need to get clarification. Thank you. Right. But, uh, I, I don't yeah. have to get a clarification about Djokovic. I don't really care. But I can tell you with oh, regard God, to... Well, I can I tell you with, with, well, with I, regard... Well, I'm, I'm pulling it up here. With, and I'm, with I'm, regard <laughs> to vaccination, you're not required to show any vaccination status to go into the United States. I don't know what is Djokovic's personal problems. It, it may not be the U.S., but the U.S. open organization may require vaccination to participate. Maybe. maybe. It could be that. Yeah. Well, I'm reading something here. Um, Novak Djokovic bid to... I'm just reading verbatim here. I didn't proofread. He's out of the U.S. Open for refusing to take the coronavirus vaccine. That refusal won't allow him to enter the United States to compete in the tournament as the country restricts any foreign national not vaccinated against COVID-19. Um... Jokic said, sadly, I will not be able to travel to New York this time for U.S. Open. Um, I'm trying to get some... That is also not true, Steve. I don't know where they're getting that thing. I'm reading this off the... From the U.S. Embassy? uh, uh, USA Today newspaper. And this was published on August 25th. You do not require proof of vaccination status to enter Into the, the US, US at yeah. this point. So I don't that's that's an odd one though. Um, yeah. All right, let's grab this call. Good morning. Hello. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. And and that is the controversy that I was bringing to the to the front burner. While Richard is saying you do not need a vaccine to enter the United States, the airline is telling you you need to provide vaccination to fly on the airline to enter the United States. So somebody cut somebody cut off the nose to spoil it. Something going wrong somewhere. There's a disconnect somewhere that we need to clarify. All right? Yeah. The headline on, on USA Today says unvaccinated um, Djokovic. Out of U.S. Open, they refused entry into the United States over CDC okay, rules. Okay, you don't need because to, in other words, you... you what Richard just said, what um, Richard just said. Yeah, you don't what need... to be a fact as well. Yeah, but okay, maybe, maybe we 
are looking at it from uh you got remember what 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 used to be the requirement before was that you had to show um that you were you had to take an antigen test. test. Yes, mm -hmm. negative PCR test. Yeah, to take an antigen test. Well, I think initially it was PCR, but then it changed it to PCR. For but antigen, it was certainly PCR yeah. for Trinidad. Yes. And they changed it and they said antigen. And you needed to take an antigen test to go to the U.S. And then they, they did away with those requirements. Correct. So you had to show nothing. Correct. Right. So that I am clear on. Now, the issue, yeah. I'm now listening and I'm saying the issue of vaccination, that I am not 100% sure on. Because people generally don't show that they're vaccinated or not, as far as I'm aware, when they're traveling to the U.S. Correct. Also correct. So I'm not so sure whether that still may still be a requirement in law that you need to be vaccinated to enter the U.S., but it's not something that maybe is it enforced. Is as, far as, I, as far as I recall, it is, not, it is no longer a requirement to enter the U.S. However, the airline doing what they want. And they're saying it's to protect the airline workers. And you're the right. In the last the month, I was on, 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 on six on, aircraft on, entering the U.S. in different parts, four aircraft, and no one asked me for any proof of vaccination. Okay. But the airline, two different carriers, asked for proof of vaccination. So there you go. So the, the, the airline doing their own thing. Well, they're doing their own thing. Sometimes they have, they have a legal responsibility to protect their staff. Maybe it is that maybe it is that um, vaccination may be required, but it's not enforced. But in a public spat thing like um, Djokovic, which was a big issue in Australia, the law will obviously kick in because you are such a public figure indicating yeah. that you're not vaccinated. Yep. Whereas the average person approaching, they're yeah, not probably they're probably not going to check you. Maybe that's I this. Don't that. I don't see that. If the law don't apply to non-public people, not and apply to famous people, that's not how the law works. Well, we're not saying it doesn't, but I'm, but what I think Richard is suggesting is because of the huge public nature of Mr. Djokovic, that they, an issue was made of it. Yeah. It's not an official right. approach, yeah. but. I mean, you know how things go. Right. It really is right. the airline. I'm, I'm reading it here off the U.S. Embassy's website. So it's really the airline. Bottom line, when you were traveling to New York, um, Paul, did you have to show proof of vaccination status at all to anybody? Just Canada. On the first trip to New York, at the start of August, they asked for it at the desk. I was not asked, and this is, Jet, and this is, this is JS, this is JetBlue. I was not asked once after that. So the other trips that you make, you've never been asked again? Not on American Airlines and not on a, a following trip on JetBlue. So it's, it's also inconsistently applied. Okay. Okay. Hmm. okay. okay. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Have a great day. All right. All right. You too, pal. All the best to you. All right. Take a quick break. Be right back. The Diamond Jubilee Calypso Monarch. Our 60th Independence Celebrations continue with the Diamond Jubilee Calypso Monarch Competition. Come out and see TNT's Calypso Heavyweights vie for the grand prize of $200,000. Look out for preliminary action on September 10th at NCC's VIP Lounge, Queens, Park, Savannah. The semifinals on September 17th at Naparima Bowl, San Fernando. And the finals on September 25th at the Grandstand. Queen's Park Savannah. Who will take the crown of the Diamond Jubilee Calypso Monarch? For more info, contact the Tuco Head Office at 623-9660 or follow us at Forging Forward TT on Facebook and Instagram. The Diamond Jubilee Calypso Monarch. Do you need to get work done on your vehicle? Look no further than the Auto Champions. Champlay Auto Services. From vehicle inspection to shutdown service, they do it all. Champlay Auto Services. Great mechanics and technicians. Exceptional customer service with accessories galore. Champlay Auto Services is your one-stop shop. They are your Auto Champions. You name it, they can fix it. Champlay Auto Services. East and Main Road, opposite Carib. Call 662-6545 and like us on Facebook. Champlay Auto Services. We do it all. 
Yo, man. Yo. Open up, man. Yo, what do you want, man? That girl just caught me. You made her catch you? I don't know how I let this happen. But who? The girl next door, you know? I don't know what to do. So it wasn't you. Alright. Honey came in and she got me red handed. Creeping with the girl next door. Picture this, we were both red handed. Creeping with the girl next door. How could I forget that I had given her an extra key? All this time she was standing there. She never took her eyes off me. Oh, you're pretty low, man. Access to your villa. Best for son, I witness all of your clean on your pillar. You better watch your back before she turn into a killer. Just review the situation that you call the pinna. To be a true player, you have to know how to play. If she say a night, convince her say a day. Never admit to a word where she say. I need to claim my hotel, baby, no way. But she got me on the counter. Wasn't me. But she got me on the counter. Wasn't me. But she got me on the counter. Wasn't me. But she got me on the counter. Wasn't me. She saw the marks on my shoulder. Wasn't me. The marks on my shoulder. Wasn't me. Honey came in and she got me red-handed. with the girl next door. Picture this, we were both red-handed. Creeping with the girl next door. How could I forget that I had given her an extra fee? All this time she was standing there. She never took her eyes off me. Say that she really not a right for vex I never used to see her make the jigger low flex I study the else in favor you in a the complex Seeing is believing so you better change your specs You know she ain't gonna bring a whole of things up from the past All the little evidence you better know for mass Quick by your hands up, no off it up But if she back a gun you know you better run fast But she got me on the counter Wasn't me But she got me on the counter Wasn't me But she got me on the counter Wasn't me But she got me on the counter Wasn't me She saw the marks on my shoulder Wasn't me The marks on my shoulder Wasn't me Honey came in and she got me red-handed Creeping with the girl next door Picture this, we were both red-handed Creeping with the girl next door How could I forget that I had given her an extra key All this time she was standing there She never took her eyes off me Thank you for choosing Power 2 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 2 Digital.